Thank you for downloading this episode of the Ask Rita Show. You can find more at willowforyou.com slash ask. That's willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U.com forward slash ask. But don't do that until you've listened to this. Welcome to the show, where we ask Rita Harrison, the foremost authority on the Willow System questions from listeners about health, healing, and happiness. My name is Brittany, so let's get started. How can I ease my anxiety? I get sweaty palms, I'm short of breath, and my heart rate starts to fluctuate. I'm thinking that it stems from overthinking and worrying about things that are out of my control. So how do you, how can I use my anxiety? So that's a question that was sent in. And I think a lot of people have to deal with anxiety everyday life. And what I know from the private sessions is that it's mostly stemming from something that appeared uncontrollable in the past. So it usually um, has to do with situations that trigger it when we feel out of control. So you're not the only one, I want to say here, because once you understand that you're not the only one, that might be a first good thing. The other thing is that you understand more where it comes from. So when we're overthinking, we usually go into a memory file in our brain from the past and are not connected at the same time with the here and now. This we hear very often from the spiritual teachings and there's really a lot of truth in it when you're in the here and now. You you can calm yourself down because... There is nothing to worry about in this moment because you're still here, you're still breathing. Um, you can always ask your question, yourself the question, um, what is going on in my life right now at this moment? Very simple, where am I? Ah, I'm in the car or ah, I'm in the house, I'm at home, I'm at a friend's or I'm working. So you ask yourself questions that connect you directly with the here and now. What what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Is mostly going into the file already, into the memory file, and takes you out of the here and now. Other questions that you can ask yourself that, that bring you in the here and now is, how is my breathing? How is my heart rate right now? And you can just take a deep breath, stop in the tracks, and really just focus on the breathing out, the breathing in, and this is all there is. This can help you a lot to be in the here and now as an emergency first aid kit. The other thing is that it looks like you're worried about other things in your life. It doesn't really come out from the email what you're worrying about, but it looks like you're worrying about things that are out of your control. And there's a saying You know, I just remember it out of my head. So it might not be literally the saying, but I think it's very famous out there, very popular and very well known. The saying is, how can I distinguish to realize what I can control and what I can't control? So wisdom is 
and maturity is when I know what I can't control, when I know what I can control, and I have the right discernment to know what is what. <laughs> yeah? Do yeah. you know this yeah. saying? And I like this saying because actually a lot of people spend way too much time in their life and then they're not really uh, present and in the here and now thinking about things that they can't control. And this uses up so much energy and so much space that it can be also overcompensation that it makes them avoid to think about things that they really can control. Let's say you have things going on in your relationships. We all have things going on in, in our relationships. And when your, your parents or your brother or sisters or your kids or your friend, it doesn't matter which one, um, live a life that is not yours or not in your comprehension or not what you consider worth living then we usually get uncomfortable and we want to make them live a life that we can approve of or the other way around. You know that, Brittany? Right. Yeah. So let's take that because from the email, we don't know what it really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in this case, it would make more sense to step back and to really ask this question, what makes me feel so uncomfortable about the situation. Where am I really out of control? And this question, where am I really out of control, actually really opens up to think about in the here and now, oh, I'm out of control, uh, that my friend lives a life like that. I'm out of control that my mom lives a life like that. Uh, and so on and so on. You just t take it into the context that you need to take it. That is for the person who sent in the email and also for the listeners. I hope that's not too general, but I think it's a very good example that everybody can live with and apply. So then while you're asking this and you open up a space to answer this question to yourself, don't miss the answer because sometimes <laughs> we go into a pattern where we ask ourselves questions and we don't, we're not patient enough to wait until the answer comes. Right. And then we're going to another question, another question. This is not about being present then right. anymore. <laughs> right, right. So really focus on also thinking about the answer. And when you think about the answer, you acknowledge in this moment what you're not in control of. And this is like a miracle key to calmness and to feeling relieved. I see that every day in the sessions as when they can acknowledge the clients what they're not in control of. And I ask them, how do you feel now? It's like, ah, you know, yes, it's like a relief. And they are also in this breath again. They come back into the here and now and they notice that they can acknowledge it's out of their hands. It takes a lot of courage to acknowledge what's out of our hands. And this relief soothes the anxiety. Because in this moment, something happens where you un unhook from the anxiety and you go into the 
into the bigger truth, into the truth that's underneath, and acknowledging I love this person or I like this person, they're important for me, I like this situation, I like this context, I like working as a um, artist, for example, but I don't like, like that working place anymore. So I give you just different examples here right. so that you can see for yourself. That means you acknowledge where you're still connected, you care, but you also acknowledge that the care ends there where you can trust that they will find a way to live with their life or that you will find a way to find a better job. Mm -hmm. It's okay to move on. Yes, it's okay to move on. Moving on usually gives us a feeling of guilt or a shame because our loyalty conscience says, oh, why do you do that when they are still in their life mm -hmm. in a certain place? Let's say you're worrying about your mom. I just take that as an example. And you're moving on. You might feel out of loyalty. Oh, maybe I don't care enough about my mom. And stop yourself out of this loyalty from moving on. Because still we're in an age where a lot of people think when they sacrifice their own happiness or pursuing their goals, that that will rescue anybody. Yeah. And it doesn't. it doesn't. Make sense, Brittany? It, does. it doesn't. So whenever you feel like your calling is taking you to a place that takes you away from a certain workplace, from a certain relationship, from the family on the surface, you can be assured, go for it. And then the anxiety might be soothed by that too. Because when you allow yourself to go for it, and you don't think you're not going for it will make it better for them. You don't have to have anxiety anymore because your actions will be adjusted to your calling, mm -hmm. to your deep desire and longing. And that'll soothe you. And at the same time, you can acknowledge that you know they won't be able to follow you. Right. You know, and a lot of people say that. Like Oprah, I heard her say, I don't know too much about Oprah because I come from Germany, mm -hmm. but um, I know that you, Brittany, have the same birth card than Oprah, a jack of clubs that comes from the cards of destiny, which is something that we can talk about another time. And Oprah, I heard her say, she has a lot of potential. So I heard her say in one interview that she need to leave a lot of people behind. You know what you leave behind is how you live the relationship with them. When you can give them a good place in your heart and acknowledge that whatever you experienced with them took you there, but you don't have to stay there. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it's like when you're actually in the first, in, when you're actually having graduation and you still want to be in the living environment from the first grade, mm -hmm. you know, that would be wrong. So a lot of people have anxiety around moving forward and detach from the people. Which probably makes them from fear. Yes, and that can be dealt with when you really acknowledge what they meant to you, what they still mean to you, but you're caring 
is now acting out in a different way. Right. And not by just being around them. Right. So I really believe the anxiety can be soothed, soothed down, calmed down, when we re-identify our way of caring. Yeah? Yeah. So I, our way of caring, there was a misconception in the age of, in the age of Pisces that we lived in up until now that it needs to be a martyr, it needs to be that you give up your life for the sake of others, and this wants to be redefined nowadays. Okay, it makes lots of sense what you were explaining as far as being able to let go and still love at the same token. Like, you you have that reassurance of knowing that it's okay to be able to move forward and let the past be the past and be able to um, submerge yourself in the present without getting overwhelmed by expecting things that you are that are out of your control you know absolutely basically. because when you live a grown-up's life this is actually what what comes with it that we all need to go through a phase where we need to understand and accept where we're out of control mm -hmm. otherwise we will stay children right who try to manipulate the parents over and over again just in in order to be taken care for right or to keep them busy with yeah. us or to get some sort of attention and um i think a lot of people are stuck in that stage without knowing it, but they suffer also a lot. I agree. Yes? I do. How do you agree, Brittany? What's your experience? I agree with that because, with like, for example, I have an older sister mm -hmm. that is significantly older than I am, and but I could, I could tell that she holds on to things, and that's what makes her not really be able to give the full potential that she has because yes. she's not the happiest person like yes. opposed to you know myself I feel like I'm more of a free spirit mm -hmm. and I don't hold grudges mm -hmm. and I just try to let things go so I can move yes. forward and be in a happy headspace absolutely you know that actually brings something up that I would like to share with you mm -hmm. and also with the listeners and also with the person who brought the question in. I come from a background where I learned how to communicate and we call that systemic dialoguing. Mm -hmm. and, or I call it systemic dialoguing, but the roots come from Italy, from Germany and so on, from family therapists. Mm -hmm. And Steve DeShazer, he's actually an American. He's not alive anymore. He created the Solution Focus Brief Therapy. And he has identified three personalities in the context of when we deal with people, you know. And I feel reminded by you to mention this. So one personality, and I think your sister might be that, is the sufferer, the moaner. I don't, I don't mean that derogatory. Right. I just want to describe what he describes. I don't even know what his original word is mm -hmm. because I've learned that in Germany and I've just translated it now back into English. So you might want to have even research about Steve Tuchaser. So the sufferer, the moaner, 
Then the, third, the second one is the visitor. They are the type of people who come to a session, for example, or they come to a service because they were sent by somebody. And they do favors for somebody else, but they wouldn't necessarily do this for themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas the moaner, uh, they suffer, but they don't want to naturally go to a, co- to a solution. So they have power over the environment by suffering. But also what's their drama is and conflict is that they actually experience something in their life uh, in the past that was never acknowledged. So what's missing, and you might not have that in the same way like your sister, for example. She might have something that was never acknowledged. They need to be acknowledged in their suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they turn into the third category, which I did not explain yet, which we can call the problem solver. They want to go for solutions. So I know you a little bit. I know you are that kind of person. You want to solve problems. So it's very easy for other people to deal with problem solvers. Most people feel challenged by the moaners. Sometimes they also feel challenged by the visitor type. I tell you why. The moaners keep their whole environment busy by having the attention. Like let's say you have Thanksgiving or the other holidays like Christmas and so on. You know, the family gathers and there's always somebody in the family, at least that's what I hear in the private sessions, um, that is the moaner. You know, they always have something to moan about, to complain about. When you offer them solutions, they don't listen. So the people who don't know about it, they approach them in a way that keeps them totally hooked and emptied after a while because they suck the energy out. Right. You know, and then you expect as a solution-focused person, you expect them that they actually ask you in the first place or they were complaining because they want something personal gain yeah no 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 well not personal gain but but you're right no no you're right Right. but no no they don't want to so you get totally frustrated and angry at them you know and what when you know that that they actually want need to they don't want change yet or at least at that point in their life when you tell them then except instead of giving them a solution, when you tell them then, oh yeah, I hear you, that must be hard for you, which is sometimes challenging because we're already so nerfed, you know. Right. Uh, but that can ch- change a lot. Or, oh, yeah, I, I, I hear you, I understand, even though you might not understand. Right. So when you feel like you can pacing, do pacing, you can meet them where they are. Right. You are not there. You don't have to be even go there inwardly, mm-hmm. but you can outwardly reach out for them. And you might want to do that with your sister, that you outwardly reach out for her. Oh, you know, you had it the hardest of all of us. Right. It might be even true, you know. Then you can acknowledge her in her reality. And that might soothe their anxiety. You know, and also might influence how you care. So you don't have to meet her in this world. You can stay in your world, but you connect where she is. Mm -hmm. 
The thing is, the other side is that the moaners keep everybody involved and control too much the environment. Mm -hmm. You know, when nobody, when they're not happy, but everybody else is not, is happy. Like you have a family gathering and everybody's else, everybody else is happy. They might try to pull you down to their it's energy like misery level. loves company. Yes. So that, you know, that goes too far. But mm -hmm. um, you can, if, if you're in the mood of, that might be not always the case because we're all humans, you can cut them off and, right. you know, let them know, you know, I see that you can't. Uh, no, let me say it differently. You can meet them where they are by telling them, oh, it's such a pity that you can't enjoy this here. I see you can't enjoy being with us today. And I'm sure you have your reasons for it. It's such a pity that you can't. Right. I would really like to enjoy this time with you now, but I cannot totally understand that you are not in a place to enjoy it yet. Right. Or with me. And you can act out your pity, you know. It's a pity. It's actually a good expression to keep yourself safe and to leave them where they are. Right. What do you think, Brittany? I think that that, that is good advice. Um, I feel like you have to want to be able, you have to want for yourself to be able to change too. So, but it definitely is helpful to be able to still save, you know, the relationship to make it seem like you are understanding of what yes. they're going through, yes. even though you, you might not completely understand no, why no. the case is, but yes. just to kind of give them the assurance that, mm -hmm. you know, regardless, like, I'm still here for you, like, you know what I mean? Well, and you are. That doesn't mean that I have to be like you. Right, right. Because we sometimes think we need to be like them or we... We're only close when they are like us. Right. And it shows actually even more love when we can let them be different from yeah. us and just accept them for who they are. Right. And give us ourselves a space where we accept ourselves for who we are. Right. You know? Because that's kind of like the only way that you're going to be able to deal with the situation at that kind of situation at hand. Because yeah. when, a, when something is toxic, you try to stay far away from it. But in certain some scenarios, you can't. Like, you can't. Like when you have this meeting, with yeah. or because you're relatives. Right. You know? And this is where a lot of people become feelings of guilt mm -hmm. or shame or sabotage themselves or get anxiety. Right. And they can avoid that by changing their interactions right. and their communication. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Well, I hope you found the show helpful. And if you have any questions, please send them to info at willowforyou.com. That's info, I-N-F-O at willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U.com. Thank you for listening and hope you'll join us next time. We'll be asking Rita about health, healing, and happiness.